Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Rams Reveal presented by NFL All Day. My name is JB Long and it is a short week coming off a loss at San Francisco. That means this is a player day off at the team facility here in Thousand Oaks unless you're rehabilitating an injury. And that's where we find today's guest, rookie outside linebacker Daniel Hardy. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I mean, I'm glad that you're here, but I guess I'm sorry that you're here, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a process and, you know, you got to trust it and, you know, take it one day at a time. Awesome. Well, we're going to use this as an opportunity to get to know you regardless, uh, maybe set the stage for what will be your NFL debut, hopefully sooner rather than later, check in on that recovery and maybe even get a, a Dallas Cowboys preview coming your way at SoFi Stadium. In fact, the Rams are home for the rest of the month. Uh, around a bye, they've got their next three at uh, SoFi. All right, so let's start with that high ankle sprain, and then we'll get into your backstory a little bit, just get an update on where things are. It happened week two of the preseason. Yes, sir. All right, and give us a sense of your injury experience. I know you were mostly a basketball player coming up. Yes, sir. Um, I really have, I don't have a ton. Um, I had a small knee surgery back in college, um, but it was during COVID when nobody was playing, so I was able to make it back. So this is my first time really actually like, missing team activities, missing games, missing practices. So, um, you know, it's a new front, but you know, just like everything else, you got to attack it head on. How does that sit with you? Um, I don't love it. I, I'm not really somebody who likes to be idle. Um, and you know, especially watching the games, um, you know, from home, uh, when they're away, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm just itching to be back out there. Sure. You know, I want to be able to help and contribute. Do you take losses harder when you perform and when you're dressed or when you have to sit on the sideline and watch from afar? I think it's equally as bad yeah. in both situations. <laughs> no such thing as a good loss, right? No. Uh, you did make the initial 53-man roster, though. I want to stress that. We'll get into your draft week in a little bit uh, momentarily. But you make the team before hitting injured reserve, and that means you're eligible to return perhaps as soon as this week against Dallas. No need to mention here whether or not you're <laughs> going to be dressed against the Cowboys. But I want to go back to making the roster as a, a deep draft pick. When and how did you realize that even though you're banged up, you're going to be a member of the 2022 Los Angeles Rams? Um, honestly, it was kind of something that, you know, I really didn't find out until that until it hit until you know they posted about it on social media Bro, you're watching the waiver to, wire too yeah i was <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was kind of nervous but um you know more than happy to still be a part of this organization and you know have a chance to be able to contribute mm. so you're from the greater portland area is that correct yes sir what mm -hmm. do you call your hometown your true hometown gresham gresham okay mm -hmm. and you're a basketball player you've got the size you got the wingspan it looks like to do it <laughs> Uh, tell us about your hoops career first, because I understand you had a chance to maybe pursue that as a collegiate. Yes. Um, so I grew up playing basketball. I got five older brothers and that was like our thing to do. Like uh, my brothers closest in age were Eli and Gail. And I used to like I was their little tag along and I used to go with them everywhere, try and play basketball all the time. Um, and in the summers, you know, we'd hit our yard work in the morning with our dad and get our chores out the way. And then we were playing basketball until the sun went down. Um, and so I just grew up loving basketball. And um, when I got to high school, my parents uh, wanted me to be a well-rounded individual. So they uh, kind of had said it that I was only allowed to play one. And since I grew up playing basketball, that's what I rolled with. Um, and, you know, had a went to the basketball team at my high school was fairly good um so i didn't make varsity until my junior year mm -hmm. and um and then my senior year had a very productive year uh was a starter all throughout the year was uh first team all state um and ended up 
uh, we made it to the championship and uh, had a tough loss to Seaside High School. But, um, you know, it was an amazing journey. Uh, when I got into my senior year, I had proven to my parents that uh, I could handle uh, playing, you know, play and grades. So and also some help from uh, the head football coach to, you know, convince them to let me come out and play is when, uh, you know, I finally was able to start playing football. You were recruited within the athletic department at Valley Catholic. Yes. It's not a huge school. So the assistant basketball coach for the basketball team was the mm -hmm. head football coach. And so, you know, just he'd see me play basketball and yeah. was like, you know, thought I could, my skills could translate onto the field. When you say well-rounded, academics, obviously a part of this, but what did your parents want you to invest in aside from athletics? Uh, definitely my brain. My mom is very, you know, obviously, you know, it's true. Your brain is the, the strongest muscle you have. And so, um, they wanted me to be a very intellectual person and, uh, go into, into that side of things. And my mom will tell still thinks to this day that I'm going to be the head of the United Nations at some point. I strongly disagree, <laughs> but <laughs> she's, she still believes it nonetheless. Um, but, uh, you know, that they wanted me to be able to, go any direction I wanted to and not really limit myself to one thing. Mm -hmm. So beyond high school, when you had to make a choice what to pursue, were there basketball options out there or how did you end up fully switching over to football and eventually becoming a professional? Well, honestly, it was kind of a, uh, I, I had never really, so like I said, my senior year was my first chance really getting to start and- And play. receiver and linebacker, right? In yes, high sir. school? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I had never really had anybody try to recruit me for basketball um and you know i had a few coaches reach out to me um about football um none of them panned out but you know they had reached out so i had you know was like okay maybe this is where i need to go you know be flexible and make the transition um and honestly was really just looking for a way to pay for college um i was on my own as far as that goes and so um you know scholarship i saw was the you know easiest mm -hmm. way to you know, make my way through college. And so after, you know, nothing panned out recruiting wise um, for football, I ended up going to a, a JUCO. Help me with the name here. I've tried it. It's in Northern California near Mount Shasta, right? Yes. Um, college of the Siskiyous. Siskiyous. All right. That's mm -hmm. not as hard as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you to spell it. Uh, S-I-S-K-I-Y-O-U-S. Wow. You really did invest in your uh, education. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, so what was the appeal of going there and how did that experience help get you to Montana State? Um, it, most of the appeal was it was close to home. It wasn't insanely unaffordable mm -hmm. and it was an you know, opportunity to develop my football skills and earn credits towards my degree and then be able to transfer. I was a qualifier out of high school so I could leave after, you know, whenever I needed to. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of betting on yourself. You're saying I'm new to football. I think I've got the physical attributes that if I go and develop for another season or two, it turned out being one, correct? Yes. If I go and develop for another season, I might get a higher level opportunity? Yes. Okay. And then Montana State, perfect place, perfect time? Honestly, yeah. They, they found me. I have no idea how they did. All I know is one day I showed up and, uh, and coach pulled me aside and said, hey, I got somebody in the office who wants to talk to you. And, um, you know, I went in and met them and, you know, I love what they had to say. Um, their whole uh, mentality is to, you know, have a, a blue collar mentality with a gold standard. Blue collar mentality, gold standard. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
So, um, you know, everybody there is, you know, it's, it's Montana. So you got a lot of guys from ranches and, you know, farms. And so, you know, a lot of blue collar guys who know how to put in work to get results. What's the penalty if you confuse Montana and Montana state, by the way, with me, I'll, I'll let you off with a warning, but I will make it very clear that you need to be very proper about it's that. It's pretty intense up there in the big sky. I know it. Yeah. Uh, but edge defender is still relatively new to you. I mean, you had to pick a sport, then you had to pick a position, right? And it wasn't until deep in your Montana State career that you found a home out on the edge. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it's honestly just Coach Choate, um, one of the former head coaches of MSU, you know, one of the things he always used to hit on was um, you got to be in life, you got to be like water and not like a rock. Because you need to be flexible, be able to take shape to whatever, you know, situation you're in and not be rigid. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, a water is going to wear a rock down and a rock isn't going to wear water down. So um, it was just kind of embracing that type of thing, um, you know, being able to fit wherever they needed me, um, just be a, a Swiss Army knife type of thing. Um, and, you know, I ended up finding a spot where things worked out. Did they ever? I mean, let me read this uh, senior year stat line. All-American, first team, all big sky. Uh, you moved to defensive end, 25 TFL, 17 sacks. At that point, are you thinking, this is more than just a good season. This is something that might catapult me to bigger things? Yeah, that was the whole mentality going into the season. Um, before my senior year, we had a, a coaching change. Um, and Coach Vegan took over as the head coach and, you know, brought in some new staff and, you know, in our entry meetings, you know, getting to know the coaches, um, you know, coach Howe was one of the new, was a new D line coach. And he sat me down and he asked me to tell, tell him my goals. And I said, honestly, you know, I'm, I want to play in the NFL and, mm. you know, he's coached formerly at USC, um, and a lot of other big schools. And so he'd seen what it took to get there and the type of talent. And, um, and he told me, you know, you, you've got what it takes, but you got to make some changes. And you gotta, you gotta change your body for one, because I was very, very light, and um, and then two, he said you need to pour yourself into this, this technique, and you need to dedicate yourself to getting better every day, and that's what we did, and you know it ended up working out very well for us. Did it ever? You're selected uh, in the seventh round, so you get the call deep on draft Saturday, two thirty-five overall. I'm imagining that you're probably taking phone calls for like the free agency process at that stage of the day. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. Um, my phone was going crazy. Uh, I had no idea. I was talking to a few teams, my agent going back and forth. Some people asked me to play middle linebacker. Um, it was just it was all over the place. And so it was kind of in that moment where I was almost in that point where I had to make a decision like do I have to, you know, go with somebody and take an opportunity while I can or do, you know, I kind of wait it out and then possibly lose the opportunity. Um, Sounds like a one day or maybe even a one hour recruiting whirlwind. Yeah, it was pretty hectic. But Les Need and company made it easy for you. Yes, sir. Um, I was on the I was actually on the phone with the uh, head coach of the Eagles um, when they called and I didn't recognize the number. And, and, you know, he's giving me his recruiting pitch and, you know, you're not just going to hang up on a, a head coach of an NFL team. <laughs> and, um, and I saw a text message pop up from my agent and he said, hang up the phone. Now the Rams are calling you. And so I was like, Hey, I got to go. And I answered the phone and, uh, it was less. And he was like, you know, I know you're getting hounded for, you know, free agency, but, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and pull you off the draft board. So it was a, it was a crazy moment and it was just. A tons of chaos and then just 
absolute like silence in a way um and it just came very calm and um i was on the phone and my family was in the background they were all huddled around waiting to hear and um and you know i let them know i was coming to la and and then we just went nuts so that's so great Uh, i don't want to fast forward or move too quickly here but if there's a thought that you can give us to encapsulate the off-season program and the summer that you had because a lot of seventh round picks don't even make an initial roster Uh, as we already documented you did what happened between that phone call to when roster cuts are made that you think you were able to prove to the rams that you deserve to be a part of their initial 53 um honestly you know kind of just the work ethic you know coming in every day trying to get one percent better um it wasn't anything, you know, crazy or special, but, you know, just doing the right things on an everyday basis, um, given all that I got. And then I think another big thing was just dedication to special teams. Um, a lot of people forget about that. It's a whole third of the game. And why do you smile when you say that? Uh, well, like I said, some people, they don't take it as seriously, you know, as it as it should. Um, you know, I don't have any problem doing the dirty work. It was a big part of my role at Montana State for a while. And um, you know, I'm happy that I was able to bring that with me into the NFL. So we do see it in a Rams uniform for the first time. You're going to be a core special teamer. Yes, probably. And, you know, burning rubber, running down on kickoff. What is your best attribute as an edge defender, though, when you are on defense? Uh, I think, you know, something a part of my brand that I've tried to build and that, you know, has been a part of me as an athlete and a competitor from the beginning is just being absolutely relentless. Um I, I mean, you might beat me, you know, for the whole game, but all I need is one win, on one snap, and I had a good game. And, you know, I'm just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And, um, you know, I'm, I just don't get tired. <laughs> it's it's going to be relentless, wear you down over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, I love to make plays, whether they're, you know, near or far. Mm. Um, so, you know, just relentlessness. What about your understanding in terms of football terminology and scheme, catching up as you are? Do you feel like you're still progressing? Do you feel like you're all the way there in terms of conceptual understanding? Uh, I think I definitely have a good a grasp, a greater grasp than, you know, before in, in college. But um, there's always something new to learn. Um, you know, there's lots of guys who've been around this game for, for years and, and have insane amounts of knowledge about scheme and how the game works and so you know just trying to continue to be a sponge and try and find new things to soak up and new skills and you know new little things that can give me an edge over the competition right Uh, i can't wait to get to your personal story let me just uh, take one more detour here to talk about a couple of your college teammates and Mm -hmm. uh, where they are in the league this is pretty rare for a program like montana state to have a top 60 selection troy anderson was in town with the falcons yes sir got Mm -hmm. to catch up with him yeah how much pride do you take in seeing a teammate make a bit of history like that for your program um a ton of pride um we all carry that montana state on our on our backs and you know anytime somebody looks at us they see the program and you know a lot of us take pride in you know showing off our program and and where we came from and what we had to do to get here so you know being able to go on that journey you know here with Lance as well and and Troy in Atlanta and you know even Lewis Kidd in uh in Louisiana down there um with the Saints you know it's it's amazing um you know we're kind of making history like you said and so um you know just got to continue to 
make the name great. All right, you said his name, Lance McCutcheon. He's like the Rams' favorite player, favorite rookie. <laughs> yeah. You were the drafted player. You were supposed to be that guy. He's stealing all your shine here. What's going on? Uh, you know, nothing but love for Lance. Um, honestly, we at Montana State and probably the entire state of Montana knows he's always been that guy. Um, was an absolute playmaker for us at MSU. And, you know, I'm excited to see him be a playmaker for us here at the Rams. Um, everything he did in the preseason was uh, it was amazing, but very typical of Lance. Like, that's something we've all seen before, and I don't think anybody was surprised. Yeah. All right, let's use that as a transition to the uh, NFL all-day play of the game. And thinking back to the summer, those preseason games, when he led the NFL in receiving, <laughs> was there a moment? Did you have a favorite play or a time you were like, see, see, NFL world, this is what I told you was coming? <laughs> no, absolutely. When, um, when Lance went up top on two defenders – and, and Moss, you know, just snagged the ball out of the air, shook both of the defenders off, and then took it to the house for a touchdown. And everybody was like, you know, everybody was on the sideline like, like, oh, my God, like, what? Like, did he just do that? And I was like, yeah, he just did that. Like, that's what we're about. And, you know, it was just – it was great to see. And you always love to see your dogs win. And, um, you know, he's definitely one of my boys, somebody I'm proud to call, you know, not just a friend but probably, you know, a family member. Um and, you know, it's great to see, see him win. Is he working just as hard behind the scenes in terms of getting ramped up and prepared for his first NFL opportunity on Sundays? Unbelievable. I don't think anybody knows how much work he puts in. Like, um, we were roommates through OTAs and through training camp when we were in the hotels and everything. And every time I came back to the room, um, he had a whiteboard and markers. And he was just going through the playbook, drawing up plays, doing his thing, and like from, you know, times when I'm, you know, trying to decompress and relax my mind, he's just in the corner, you know, underneath the lamp, um, you know, just drawing things out, doing what he needs to do. Um, you know, he didn't get a, a ton of reps at practice, so he was just always making sure he was 100% ready. So when they threw him in, you know, he was able to capitalize and make plays just like you saw in the preseason. Yeah. Can't wait for his time. Can't wait for yours. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. All right, let's finish with uh, what makes you who you are, Daniel Hardy, and those around you that you love and you care for. Uh, let's start with your siblings. You said that you are the second youngest of nine. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you give us all their names as fast yes. as you can? All right. Eli, Gail, Sean, Jael, Lynn, Anorvia, Patrice, and Elena. All right. Nice. Yeah. And you're second to last there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, those are the, the children of your parents, Wilbert and Allie. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to ask you, you know, if you can kind of summarize uh, what happened with your father and where along that journey you lost him and uh, how you carry his memory forward. I understand he was first diagnosed with illness while you were in high school. Yes. Is that right? right? Why don't we start there? Yeah. So um, he went into the hospital um, with some pain in his side, um, did some testing. This is my sophomore year of high school and uh, turned out to be cancer. Um, they tried to remove... Um, remove it while they still had a chance before it could, you know, get in his bloodstream and spread. Um, and sadly it, it spread to a lot of places, mm. um, primarily his, his lungs, his back, um, and a few other places. And so, um, he battled with that for a long time, all the way up until, um, my freshman year of college, um, he passed in February of 2018. And so just from, you know, that whole thing, sports was kind of my, my place away from that and you know not only that but a, a way to you know honor my dad um you know like I carry my last name on my back 
and and I feel like that's the biggest responsibility ever. Um, he was a you know the pastor of one of the biggest African American churches in Portland, and you know just to carry on that legacy, and you know to make him proud and to you know not only his sacrifices but my mom's sacrifices to make sure that you know they weren't for nothing. And um, you know I also promised him before you know before he passed that I'd be there to take care of my mom and my little sister the way he would have. And, um, you know, just waking up every day with that in mind and, you know, going to work. When he got that initial diagnosis, how long did they give him? Six months. And he lived another? Four years. Wow. How, um, how poignant were those years for you? And are you thankful um, that you were able to kind of be prepared in, in, in a more permanent way for losing him? Uh, extremely thankful because, you know, at that time, you know, it was a sophomore in high school and, you know, you're growing up and trying to become a man and, um, you know, that male role model in your life is very important. And so knowing that we had, you know, kind of limited time and, you know, that, you know, while he was still fighting it, um, you know, just being able to have those, those tough conversations or the, you know, teach me certain lessons in life that I might not you know, get to until later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I thought it was very important. And I feel like not only mine and his relationship, but our entire family got closer through that and, you know, through that process. And, um, you know, it was it was special. And really looking back on it now, you you wish that you did more. But um, yeah. we got to we got to get a lot done and got to do some things, you know, go, we got to travel together. We got to, um, you know, he got to see me play football. I think he only got to come out to play one to one game. And that one game was a, a very special game. And I, you know, I got a pick six to win the game and I, I didn't get to see it, but, um, my mom said that, you know, he was crying in the stands because of how, you know, how proud he was when it happened. And, um, you know, it was just, it was really special time that we got to make some core memories and, and, um, you know, not have, you know, just bad memories of, you know, the tough times, but, you know, also have some good ones. It seemed like he did uh, quite a bit in those years, uh, with you, but also kind of in his own mental process and preparation. And I get a sense of that because of the piece of content the Rams produced this summer, uh, where they sat you down and the Rams draft class gets uh, surprise messages to celebrate their signings your mom read you a note from your late father. My son, Daniel, in the years to come, you will discover your true gifts and purpose in life. You have made your parents very proud of you and your success. I believe and pray that you will continue to keep the name Hardy honored and respected. There is only one Daniel and there will never be another like you. You never need to compare yourself nor measure yourself by others. You are unique, special, and talented. I love you, son, more than words could ever express. And please know, you bring me great joy. Praying for you always, Dad. So that was a couple months ago, Daniel, upon Mm -hmm. your arrival here in Los Angeles and signing with the Rams. Did you have any sense uh, that there was something waiting for you? I didn't um not at all and you guys were the rams were very um discreet about it they just kind of 
pulled me aside because it was uh, it was media day and they're like hey um you got something over here and i was like okay and we kind of walked off away from where everybody was and i was like what's this when we walked into a dark room with a, a singular chair and you know spotlight on it and i was like what freaky ritual is this and right. um and you know they sat me down and um and i'd never you know read that that letter and um it was it was amazing to hear um every day you know i wake up like i said to to make my my dad proud and you know i know he's watching um i wish he was here but you know just to hear those words was very very special what spectacular foresight by your mother too yeah to to keep that in waiting right i mean it mm -hmm. didn't have to be your professional football moment it could have been another life milestone maybe a marriage or a birth of a child who knows but that felt appropriate didn't it absolutely um you know my mother is brilliant and one of the most strongest people I know um and so it wasn't surprising that you know she had the wisdom to you know pull that out at the right moment but um you know I absolutely love her um you know all the things that she did through that entire process and um you know after he passed you know she kind of took things over and you know really didn't skip a beat and um you know I know things are tough for her but she never lets us see it and um you know, I have nothing but love for my mom. And uh, I'll, I say this all the time, but I think I have the greatest mom in the world and I'll mm -hmm. fight anybody over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's well said. When we do see it, SoFi, is she, are all of your siblings gonna be there? Can we make it happen? I know she'll definitely be there. Okay. Um, a lot of my siblings are, are grown and have their own families and responsibilities now, but um, she'll definitely be there. Even though you're from the Pacific Northwest, though, you do have a connection to Los Angeles. Yes. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. So we'll finish there. So my mom, my mom does have a lot of siblings as well, but um, one of her closest sisters uh, lives in L.A. And we used to spend our a lot of our summers down here. So L.A. was kind of a second home. And so when we found out, you know, that I got drafted from the Rams and I was coming down here, it was it was almost like, you know, you couldn't have written it up better. Um, just absolutely perfect situation you know, right place, right time type mm -hmm. of thing. And, um, you know, it's honestly made, you know, the, the process a, a little bit easier, just having, you know, my support system here, having people to lean on, you know, when I need to get away from football, you know, I have somewhere to go. Um, and so, you know, it's been unbelievably special. You want to drop their names here? Give them a little shout out. Yeah. Uncle Tony, Auntie Julie, Anise, Ameki, Anthony, Shaloy, Antoine, all you guys, I love you. Um, couldn't be more thankful for you guys' support through all of this. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get all you guys down to SoFi for my first game back. And, um, you know, we'll have a party. All right, Daniel, I know you're working daily to get that ankle to where it needs to be so you can make your NFL debut. I'm now very much looking forward to that, as I know you are, too. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me. All right, for Daniel Hardy, I'm JB Long, and this is Rams Revealed, presented by NFL All Day.